This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 49 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Darlie Newman, host of Equitrekking. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenn the Geek And I'm Helena B And this is the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well hi Helena, welcome back Thank you very much. You it's left me last week with three cowgirls. Oh, you poor thing. I know. You almost got me in trouble with my wife. It was my anniversary when we recorded that show. You know, I'm just a troublemaker. What I'll can tell I say? You what? I blamed it all on you, too. I told her. I said it was all Helena's fault. You need to talk to her. You know what? Always blame the person who's away. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> who's on vacation. It's always their fault. It sounds like you had a great time. Oh, we had a great, great time. And you know what? I barely touched a horse. Really? Well, I saw you touch the ocean quite a bit by your pictures and videos. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That was my first love, I have to say. You know, horses are are my final love, but the ocean was my first. Well, and I'll tell you what, it looks like you have some prospects uh, uh, for houses. I mean, we've mentioned uh, over the show the last couple of months that you've been trying to sell your house and buy another one. So it looks like you had some prospects as well. We have some prospects. It is a very stressful process. And, um... It's a very stressful process, but you know the, the dream is still alive. We're working on it. Well, good, and 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 places near the ocean, just like you wanted, right? Places near the ocean, yeah, I yeah, just like I wanted. I just want it, yeah. Do you know what? I, you, <laughs> horse person will say this. Oh, I just want this, and I just want that. I just want to bring my horses home, and then you say, I just want to be able to hack down the road, and I just want to be near preservation land preserve preserved land so i can hack through the woods and <laughs> it would be nice to have a sand ring and it would be nice to have this and yeah a heated barn and a yeah, <laughs> yeah it was my husband says when is it ever enough now for never. Horse people never exactly <laughs> not till i own ireland <laughs> exactly well i you know i wanted to say the we we need to just mention what we're doing on the show today because it's a lot of fun and then we'll we'll chat a bit more uh you know we have Darlene Newman with us today, who I've been very excited about. I, it took a little back and forth thing to get this interview set up because she's very busy. She's the host of the daytime Emmy-nominated show Equitrekking on PBS. And, you know, she has the absolute dream job that anyone who's into horses would want. She gets to go around the world riding horses for her TV show with all of these cool people in some of the neatest places you've ever seen. And she literally has been around the world. Um, you know... It's just so cool. She gets paid to do it. I know. I know. <laughs> That's the other part. I'm uh, going to say she's probably the world's smartest woman. 
Exactly, exactly. And you know, as far as I understand it, we'll ask her more about that. She started this show. It was her idea. It was her brainchild. She put it all together. She sold it to the network. And, you know, she does most of the legwork for the show. She has some other crew, and we'll find out how many. But, you know, she, 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 this is her baby, and I think that's just so cool. And that's probably what makes it such a successful show is that when you, when you see something from start to finish like this and you have um, – she does have a small crew, but she has a lot of control over the final product, and it, it shows – well, I'm a, we're, we're both very excited to talk to her today, and I watched a couple of her episodes over the weekend. We had company over, and we were watching them, and there was some fun stuff, and then with some stuff we went, oh. So hopefully we'll get to the oh part today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you hold on that one. I'm not telling you. Okay. Uh, we were eating dinner at the time, and uh, they were all unhappy we were. So <laughs> she gets to do some interesting things. Let's just say that. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you had fun on vacation. You know, things are getting really exciting down here in Lexington. We have the test event for raining going on this week. Um, matter of fact, tonight, this is Friday, we'll be going over to the finals for raining. Uh, we recorded our show from there last night uh, for the Thursday night big show. We recorded the 2010 radio show. Mm. It's just very exciting time here. We got the junior uh, championships going on at the horse park. There are 1,100 horses at the horse park this week. Wow. For the various shows that are going on. So, are there any big construction projects underway? Oh, right yeah. They're moment? tearing up the main road. You, Nina Bonnie Road, it's the road that goes yep. all the way past the barns and then down past the new stadium there that you yep. saw. That whole road is being torn up and widened and putting drainage in and horse paths and stuff. Okay. So in the middle of all of this, they got construction equipment and flags and the road's all torn up. So, yeah, there's still lots of construction going on. They're building the barns now for the new indoor arena. They're putting the walls up on those now. There's going to be 312 stalls that are connected to the new indoor. And, of course, that opened last week. We did the show from the opening last week. And that'll all be connected so that people won't have to go outside. Once you bring your horse in and it's air-conditioned and heated in the barns all the way through to the arena. So they'll be able to do wintertime shows there and pretty much any summertime, anything they want to do. That's, you know, that's actually something interesting, and I'm sure I should probably listen to a recent episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm just back from vacation. That's right. Um, is to, to see what the horse park will be able to do after the 2010 game. Well, date. and actually, they're going, that was a lot of what was discussed in this last episode we did, and people can yeah. find it at 2010radioshow.com. We, it was the opening of the new indoor. There was a lot of discussion in, about that. They've already booked tons of shows into the new indoor. It is a spectacular building. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels really wide open. Now, uh, it, it does. Even with people in there, it feels really wide open. And it, the concourses are really wide. You know, you go into some of these places where you see baseball games or concerts and stuff, and it feels like the, the, they're narrow, the hallways are narrow. This is all very wide open, so it, it feels open. You never feel claustrophobic, even with all the people in it. Mm -hmm. And the sound system is spectacular. The footing and the arena are spectacular. It just was an, an electric atmosphere in there with the raining. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was it was fantastic. The, the whole place they did they did a great job. Forty million dollars build them a nice building. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> on a budget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It's very well. It's just they did a good job. You could tell there were horse people involved in the design of this building, and they did. They had a lot of horse people give their input. All the different disciplines met with the uh, the builders and the architects. 
before, and then what they did is they took all the needs of the different disciplines that might possibly go in there, and they took those into account. They had to compromise here and there, but you can tell that certain things were done for certain disciplines, and and they did it well. And yet, still, also, they're going to be playing uh, semi-professional basketball games in there in the fall. Love it. So they're going to be try and do concerts in there. They're going to try and make it a venue for for the local people here, in addition to horses. But right. also, they want it to pay for itself. And right. you know, I'm, I'm hoping they accomplish that as well. But it, it is just a truly exciting time to be here in Lexington. That's <laughs> what I was trying to say at the beginning of all of that. Sorry, and I derailed you. Yes, but you had fun too, and and it's just been a good last week. I had did have a good time with the cowgirls. Um, from Cowgirl Life Radio. They were on last week's episode, if you missed it. It was me and three cowgirls, and pretty much we had no agenda. We just sat and talked for 45 minutes. You know, somebody somewhere is going to take a soundbite from what you just said, <laughs> and it's going to be, I had a good time With just three me and the cowgirls. Cow <laughs> yes, exactly. I think there could be a lot of soundbites come out of last week's episode anyway. Um, they're kind of a fun group. So I thank them again for being on as well. That was good. Hey, I wanted to mention to everybody also one other thing before we get to Darley, and then we'll get to Darley because we're dying to talk to her. We are having, believe it or not, Helena, the in in three more weeks, we we have our first year anniversary. I we'll be doing that. episode number fifty-two. Can you believe that? No, 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 no. (laughs) Where have I been? That's a year. I know. It seems like I just called you and said, Helena, let's do some shows. I know. Let's put this little show together. And how did we know that it was going to be the number one show still on a network of shows? Um, Now we have five shows on the network, and Stable Scoop is still the number one show. We still have more listeners in more countries than any of the other shows, including the World of Question Games show. So that's something to be said. Yeah, yes. You know, and we thank our sponsors uh, for being involved in the show. Uh, But episode 52 is coming up. We're going to have a special show. Um, And what we wanted people to do, if you've been a listener of our shows, or if you just started, or if you've been listening the whole time and heard all 52 of them, we would love for you to participate with us. And the way you can participate is giving us a call uh, and leaving a voicemail for us. And it'll be on our voicemail line. Give that number. I am looking for it because I still don't have it memorized. Oh, uh, I God. know. I'm looking for it right now. It's been a year. It takes me longer than that to memorize the number. Um, 270-803-0025. 270-803-0025. So call into that number and leave a voicemail for us. And it, it, you say, you know, you can wish us a happy anniversary. Tell us that you listened to the show. Tell us what your favorite shows were. We want to hear, you know, how you've enjoyed it. We want to hear when you listen. Do you listen when you're cleaning the barn or do you listen when you're walking the dog or doing the dishes or at work? You know, a lot of people listen at work. Um, so tell us when you listen as well. We, we just want to hear from you and we'll play them during that show. It's sort of just going to be a fun show, reminiscing and talking about what we've, what we've done here and the cool people we've talked to and and we want our listeners to be part of that so please do give us a call at 270-803-0025 and if you forget that number it's under the contact link on our website at stablescoop.com well helena let's do a quick commercial and then let's get to darley because we're just dying to talk to her here all about it i think this is the first emmy nominee we've ever interviewed on the show Sweet. Yes, Who's that's fun. better than us. 
Well, I also have to talk about Equestrian Collections a little bit because they have a cool thing going on. You know, we've been talking about Equestrian Collections. You know they're the great place to go if you need if you want anything in the horse world from clothing to tack to whatever. But they have a July tent sale going on all through this month. It's their semi-annual tent sale, and they have up to 70% off on tons of stuff from ladies to men's to kids' clothing to uh, clothing and tack for your horse. And, you know, because it's an online tent sale, you don't have to go through the crowds and beat the shoppers off and change your clothes in the aisleways. You don't have to do any of that because it's all online. Uh, I know you've been to tent sales that are like that. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, Equestrian Collections has one of the best. And and you don't have to, you know, fight people and throw the clothes on the floor and get trampled to death trying to get in the door. None of that stuff. And some people do, they call it a tent sale, but there's really no sale. It's not good. But these guys do some great deals. Yeah, there is some neat deals on it. And you can go to their website at equestriancollections.com and click on the tent that's on the homepage there. And what it does, and this is really cool too, is it brings you, they have those animated flyers. You know, they're, they're known, Equestrian Collections has all their catalogs and flyers animated, and they have their tent sale animated like that, so you flip through the flyer, and you click on your product you want, and it opens up a window with that product, you can buy it right there. So it's kind of neat how they, they do their stuff. They're, they're one of the most advanced technologically of any of the shopping sites out there. They do a great job like that. For um, example, so I went right yeah, in, just okay. give an example, for an example, $66 off Ovation's Ladies Gold Circuit Pro Field Boot. Not bad. There you go. There you go. And I saw they had tons off of on-course breaches and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. The page, it was like 16 pages of bargains. I know. And it's awesome. And it's so clear. This is what I love about their their marketing and their um, their collateral. It's just so clear and easy to see what you get off, what the product is. I, I just hate it when you have to hunt around for exactly how much of a discount is this? What's the list price? What's the sale price? Equestrian Collections is, it's just real. You know, it's here's our summer sale. Here's how much you get off. And then they make it easy to buy. That's great. Well, you can check them out at equestriancollections.com, and that sale goes through the end of July, so be sure to stop over. Well, Helena, why don't you introduce Darley for us here? I, not that she needs anybody that's watched Equitrekking knows about her, but go ahead. No, but this is going to be fun because, you know, she is a celebrity. Um, Darley Newman is a travel expert. She's a published author and Emmy-nominated host and producer who searches the globe for the best in equestrian travel while learning about local history, culture, and food for the high-definition Equitrekking television series that she created. Darley is the host and producer of Equitrekking, uh, the first travel television series to explore the globe on horseback. Equitrekking is broadcast on PBS stations across the nation on Create, a nationwide public television, bleh, a nationwide public television lifestyle channel, and also on various international networks. So this woman really knows her stuff about um, equestrian travel, and we welcome Darley. Well, hi, Darley, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. We are so excited to have you on with us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we met through Twitter. I know, isn't that amazing? Twitter has been the most, uh, it has been the greatest networking tool. Oh, are Darlie, yeah. are you a geek too? I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I finally broke down and did Twitter. I just started a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, should I do it? Should I not do it? But 
It's been great so far. I've met a lot of new people. Yeah, it is great for that. And we, we've done whole shows on it now. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, and it's I been great. I saw that on your website. Yeah, it's but just been again, a lot of fun. But then again, we are geeks. Yeah, we know? are geeks. And we, yeah. we just want more geeks in the world, so I got a little excited there. But, you know, Twitter has <laughs> gone mainstream, and... You know, having the horse, somebody who, well, actually, there's a lot of people, a lot of the horse world is represented on Twitter. So They're maybe it's not on. just for geeks. Um, <laughs> well, Darlie, I have to say this, that at the very beginning here, I was watching your show. We had T-Vote, a couple of them. And, of course, we're talking about equitracking. And fortunately, we get it here on our, our PBS. Oh, good. I was watching with some friends, and we were sitting there watching, and I looked at them and said, she has the dream job of every horsewoman in the world. <laughs> and, you know, you realize that you are the envy of every horsewoman. You get to oh. go around the world riding horses everywhere. I, how cool is that? Oh, I love it. it. Yeah, it's definitely my dream job. It's amazing. I mean, everywhere we go, we're riding different horses with different people. We're going to these pristine places. We were just up in Banff National Park doing a pack trip. I mean, every time I go somewhere, there's like no one else around. We're on horseback. Of course, we're there with our film crew, but we're filming it so that other people can see it because it is a dream job, and these places that we go are dream destinations. Well, now, now, I have a, go ahead. I have a quick question yeah. for you. If you're there with your film crew, do they are they mounted or are they uh, in a Jeep or something? It depends on where we go. We just were up in Alberta filming. So we're in the Canadian Rockies. There was no vehicle accessibility. I mean, we did this ride. We're way up high. A hailstorm moves in. Everybody's on horseback. We've got a pack horse with our equipment packed in. It can be kind of hectic sometimes. But, I mean, the places we're going, that's kind of the point of the show. A lot of the places are only accessible by horseback. Sure. We did this ride in Sheep River, and I would not have wanted to hike this ride. It would have taken so long, and being on a horse, and they knew the terrain well. They were used to it. We got up to some beautiful places, and I felt like, you know, you're on a sure-footed horse, and you, I feel safer than if I was hiking on my own two feet. No right. kidding. Well, what I, kind you know, of horses I, did you use yeah. for this particular trip? I'm sorry, what did you say, Helena? What kind of horses were used for that particular trip? Um, you know, quarter horses, they call them mountain horses, but just horses that are well used to the terrain. And a lot of them are mixed breeds, but they're strong, and they're, they're used to the mountains. They've built up their muscles, and, and, yeah, just really good trail horses. These are horses that are not spooked easily because you're, you're coming upon wildlife sometimes. You're doing different things. There's hail, you know, they're used to the elements great horses up in the mountains well you know i i actually do feel somewhat bad for the cameramen because you see where they're filming from and i'm yeah. thinking darley has the cushy job here she's on the horse they're climbing through the jungle with the snakes and spiders to try and get that shot of, of you coming across you know the trail and i'm thinking how did they get that shot it's really fun they call themselves the hoofers the hoofers saying, yes it's greg and chip um greg barn is our cinematographer and he's amazing he just got nominated for an emmy award for our show which we're really excited about oh congratulations but, you got nominated for two didn't you yeah two emmys we can't believe it wow, we're up that's against great. like mtv shows and a and e and all these big networks and here there are like three of us riding around on our horses filming a show so it's, <laughs> it's pretty amazing are you going to be on um, the red carpet with the fancy dress and everything i'm gonna try <laughs> no we are we're going to la at the end of august i don't know what i'm gonna wear yet i've had like all these different thoughts in my head but we'll see oh i'm just God. excited to go that's crazy yeah, we're gonna be watching joan rivers and joan rivers is going to be interviewing you <laughs> glenn <laughs> 
Glenn and his celebrities. He always wants a, somebody big. And who's their favorite? <laughs> Carrie Underwood here in a little red carpet there. All right. Back to the crew. So, oh. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, darling. Only, it's only three of us. I mean, it's, it's me, really? Greg, and Chip. Yeah, we're traveling around. I was laughing so hard on this last trip because we rode, we rode a lot. Like the first day we did 20 miles in the mountains filming and that's a lot when you're filming and greg you know our cinematographer doesn't obviously write as much as i do and i was just i it was not very nice but i was laughing as we rode to see him with like some you know he has a fanny pack on and he's got the camera with him and he's plodding along and i was just laughing at him i was like oh you're gonna be sore buddy (laughs) i just have this image of the poor guy with a a camera on his shoulder you know that and, and You know, reins in one hand and trying to film and walk at the same time. <laughs> now, I, I do I have to, Can I ask you about that? What, now, you see the shots, obviously, of you trail riding through. You actually have to stop and wait for them to get set up, and then you go, and then you have to stop and wait for them to get set up. Is that how it works? Or Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, we do it all different ways, but that's really, they, they kind of ride in front of us. The film crew will ride in front and stop in different places. We have walkie-talkies, so, you know, we have our little technology going it doesn't work all the time when you get too far away but it's pretty good and we you know tend four back to each other to tell each other what to do and then they get off they got a setup they film they get back on they ride onward so yeah it's quite a process and sometimes greg will film some horseback he's gotten pretty good at that um you know you can't do it all the time because it's not the best terrain sometimes but Sometimes it works out, and it can be kind of cool point-of-view shots. Not the best terrain. Helena, the, uh, I've watched several of these shows, and yeah. she's going I up know. the sides of freaking mountains and, and, and cliffs that are like three feet wide, you know? Oh, you should have yeah. seen us herding bison. We did a segment on herding bison in Utah. Oh, my goodness. It was me and one other guy, this cowboy who was, well, you know, he was great at it. And I'm sitting there, never done it before. I'm out there riding around these bison, which they're crazy looking. They have fur coming off. They look prehistoric. And it can be dangerous because they'll charge you, so you really have to be careful. So we're riding around, and and Greg's like, can you do that again? (laughs) Our camera guy was like, "Um, no, I don't think so. (laughs) That was a one-shot deal, buddy. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. So you, so you have, so clearly there's all kinds of experiences that you're, you're, um, you get to, well, experience, but do you have to go outside your comfort zone? Like, do you ever, are you ever afraid? I saw a rock climbing the one time. You didn't look too thrilled about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I know mean, people who don't even ride outside of a ring, <laughs> let alone along the side of a mountain. So do you ever have to step outside your comfort zone beside the bison? Yeah, a lot, actually. I mean, I'm never, like, really afraid. I think it's an adventure, but definitely I'm trying new things, so it's challenging. I tried barrel racing in New Mexico. I I rode championship cutting horses in Colorado. That was actually, I was like, hmm, I don't know about that one. But it was, I mean, seriously, there's some, I played polo cross in Ireland. I've tried polo, and those are all things that you, it takes, like any equestrian sport, it takes a long time to develop those skills. So right. you can't expect to do a great job when you get out there and try it for the first time. But that's kind of the fun of it. You're trying something new. You're seeing what it's like. And you're seeing if that's something you want to pursue later on, or at least I am. The Ireland- was there, ahead, was there anyone in particular, um, that you saw, a, a discipline that you tried that you were really surprised that you had a preconceived notion about? And then once you tried it, you, your mind was completely open to it? Cutting horses. 
Really? That was such a ride. I, I thought it was great. I mean, they I'd love fun. to do more Western riding. Like, at home, I, I ride Hunter Jumper, and there aren't as many uh, Western barns where I am. But I'd love to, to get into more Western riding, and cutting horses, I think, are such a rush. I think it's amazing what those horses can do. And I, when I rode one in Colorado that was a championship cutting horse, I was getting you know, thrown around like I was raggedy out on a roller coaster. It was crazy, <laughs> but I loved it. I was like, these horses are just so amazing. That's the thing about horses. I feel like they can teach you so much. You, you, you may not know how to do that specific thing, but if you get on that horse and they're teaching you, you can really, I think you can learn quickly if you have an experienced horse. So that's, that's what makes it really neat. Well, let's back up a little bit here. Um, we, we, we just have a thousand questions for you, so that's why it's that's why we're going everywhere. And Helena and I both have ADD, so that doesn't help either. Um, oh, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> we're like kids in a candy store. Yeah. We want to ask every we ask every question within a two second so, period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, so let's. How did you get started with? How did you get every horse girl's dream job? I started the show. I mean, this was this was my idea. This is horseback riding is a passion of mine. I love to travel. I was working in TV, and I mean, this is something I thought about and thought I'd love to do this. And so, I've been working really hard for a couple of years and have made it happen. Well, how? I mean, you you with, were you were, work, sh- you were working in TV. What were you doing in TV? Uh, well, I worked at 48 Hours for CBS on a Frontline documentary. I was doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but I've done a little bit of everything. I was a camera person for a summer in South Carolina. I was actually setting up lights and, and being a camera person. I worked at a, a radio station in D.C. And, and interviewed people. I got to go to the White House and do briefings. So I've definitely been behind the scenes a lot, um, and now I'm in front of the camera and behind the scenes doing a little bit of everything once again with echo tracking. So, Did you find that all that experience doing the different stuff, not to get too geeky here, but doing all that different stuff probably helped you tremendously to understand what you could get away with on this show and not technologically? Definitely. I mean, this show was new because it's, a, it's shot in high definition, and high definition is not that old. So, you know, our whole crew has had to all learn a lot about that and getting, you know, video online and all of that stuff is, you know, not that old. So it's, you know, we kind of started out at a good time because we started out when HD was a little bit more new. So we kind of learned it along with the rest of the world, but definitely, you know, writing and interviewing people and, and doing production work and being a camera person and editing and all of that kind of stuff. Those are all skills that, that really come in handy when you have a small crew working on a show like ours. Now, do you? I, I ha- have to say, talk about high definition. I watched the Ireland show in high definition. Unbelievable. I love Ireland. Oh, it was. Too. It oh. just made us all drool. We were all sitting there with goosebumps. I mean, it was so beautiful there. Do you know if you watched Coastal Ireland or Irish Countryside? Did we go to Omi Island and. No, it was the Irish Countryside one. Okay. Where you yeah, stayed at that to- little. Uh, village-like place uh-huh. uh yeah it was that one i love i mean we spent uh we spent two weeks basically we did a huge loop around ireland we flew into dublin and we drove around the entire country i mean we drove up to the northeast the Cooley peninsula where not a lot of people go there's a place up there called Ravensdale lodge my friend niall connelly yes, runs that's it. the one we watched yes love it, love oh, it. oh that was God. very pretty <laughs> oh that horse, Jesse, that I rode, such a beautiful, amazing horse. I mean, talk about a horse that could do 
anything. You could take that horse and you could stay there at the center and do some training, or you could go up into the mountains and ride like we did. So uh, just versatile horses and all over Ireland riding on the beach. We rode on these big, wide beaches in Donegal. It's just such oh, a beautiful and country. And, Darley, we have to say that uh, you did hit a pub or two while you were there. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> well, she is you know, a horse we, person after all. You know, you know what we actually just did? We went to Wales, and that's one of our newer episodes, and we did a pub ride where we actually rode from the stables to the pub and tied up our horses outside. That was kind of fun. Oh, there you go. They used to do the pub. Do they still do the, the pub rides where you go from pub to pub to pub? They do, but you got to be careful on those. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to imbibe too much. You don't want to drink too much yeah. on those. You do have to ride back. Actually, in Iceland... We did an, in Iceland, we did this um, ride where we herded horses, and we ended up at like a local cafe where they have this huge paddock outside where they just kind of bring the horses in and people leave their horses outside while they go inside to eat. And those Icelanders, they were drinking their Icelandic beer. We had beer and soup, and then we got back on our horses and did a ride beside a cliff that dropped off into a glacier, you know, <laughs> river, like. 500 feet below, and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> These people were drinking at lunch, and they're riding beside them. <laughs> Their tolerance is a little higher than ours, I think. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> well, you know, you just, you've, you've gotten to do some, some of the coolest stuff. Now, do you do – this is your full time right now, isn't it? You're yeah, not, you're yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, I thought so. How many shows do you, do you tape in a year? Last year, we taped 13 shows. year before, we did 13. This year, gosh, I don't know how many we're going to do. We've done two so far. I mean, not in the calendar. This is not really a calendar year. Right. I'm just thinking in like a year. But, um, I mean, we just did Alberta. We went to Uruguay. That's part of a new season. We filmed 28 episodes so far. Wow. So, yeah, I know. I can't even believe it. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> now, yeah. And then you, is there a whole team then that does the post-editing and all of that stuff? Back at uh, headquarters, we're, wherever that is, or is it just the three of you? We're a small crew, guys. Yeah, where is headquarters? <laughs> <laughs> where is headquarters, anyway? We're in Maryland. We're outside oh, okay. of D.C. I actually do a lot of the editing myself. Oh, um, really? Wow. Yeah. I write the shows. I put them together. I do a lot of the editing. We go, actually, into D.C. to do a lot of our post-production, um, you know, sound and color and all that kind of techy tech stuff. Um, but, no, it's a it's a pretty small crew, but... It's a neat way to do it. I mean, I'm there on the trips experiencing everything, and so it's kind of natural for me to write it and put, put them together. Yeah. Now, when you um, – this is, again, ADD, switching subjects. When you um, pack for a trip, do you bring any of your own tack? What, do you, what are your must-have suit? Do you have your half chaps, your full chaps? What are you – full seats? <laughs> what do you bring? Yeah. Well, if I – you know, it depends on where we're going. Ireland, it was all English riding. I have – half chaps and paddock boots that are super comfortable. I actually just had to take them to the shoe repair store to get them refurbished because I've had them for so many years, but I don't want to get another pair and break them in. Mm. I try to pack lightly, you know, Western trips. I've got my cowboy boots and my jeans, my cowboy hat. Um, I I decided actually to bring um, chaps, big Western chaps that are heavy up to Alberta, which I usually don't want to pack because they're so heavy, but they definitely came in handy going through the woods and being in a hailstorm and all that kind of stuff. I try to keep it light, but, you know, there, there are things that you just have to bring that are your own that are well broken in and comfortable and, and that you want. I don't have to bring a saddle or anything like that because, you know, everywhere we go we're riding 
local horses, local breeds, and they've got all that tack. And I don't have a saddle that's Uruguayan or Icelandic or anything like that anyway. So that's all provided when we get there. Do you ever come back with um, region-specific gadgets and gizmos or discipline-specific stuff that you go, hey, I need one of those, and or you, anything, any great discoveries like that? I sure do. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff in my closet now. <laughs> no, I, I don't buy too much stuff, but I, like, there's some things that you see. We were in Uruguay, and we stopped in this town that's not even probably on a map. It's very small. There was a small tack shop there, and a father and son hand make these belts that the gauchos wear. And throughout the whole trip, I had seen these, you know, glitzy, silver, elaborate, big, thick gaucho belts. The gauchos were wearing them, and I was like, I want one of those belts. So <laughs> I got one of those and I actually just wore it to the Calgary Stampede. And people were all saying, where did you get that belt? Because it, it's different. So there are some things that you find on your travels that you can't, you know, you can't resist buying because you're not going to find that in the USA. Okay. I have to ask, because, you know, I we tweeted back and forth when you were at the Calgary Stampede. That is something, I and I think I've mentioned it on the show about a thousand times. 1001. 1001 right now. (laughs) That's something I've always wanted to do, the Calgary Stampede. Is it as much fun as it sounds? It is. I mean, we we were there for the day. We only had one day. So we started really early in the morning because there are – Literally, they say that 120,000 people go through the Calgary Stampede every day. It becomes the third largest city in Alberta, and it's huge. There is so much going on there. There's, you know, you've got obviously the rodeo, but there are breeds from, you know, all over that are being showcased. There's a sheep competition, working, you know, dog competitions, cow horse classic. There's a Western art exhibition. There's live music everywhere. There's so much food i would tell you to be careful of all the fried stuff like the fried jelly beans i don't know about those (laughs) fried macaroni and cheese is really good oh wow that does sound good actually (laughs) it was actually good no it's exciting it's a it's a huge event as you know it's a huge deal so it was a lot of fun to see it and And the the setting is unbelievable too i mean i i have seen pictures of the setting there of calgary down there in the valley and it sounds. It just sounds unbelievable. We're gonna have to it do a show from there next week or next year, uh, Helena. Okay. We we'll have to record a show from the Calgary Stampede. You guys have That's ten right. days to do it because I mean it's ten days every July, so I think you should. I think we should too. I think you'll like be walking around though. You will, you won't even want to do the show because you'll be like walking <laughs> everywhere. But you know what? That'll be fun then because you can. That's what we did. We interviewed so many great people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just so many different people to talk to and and it's it, it's interesting to learn about different disciplines and and see people doing their thing so it was great so i know i'm going to put you on the spot with these two questions but what the heck that's what we do um what what was your favorite place is there a favorite or do you just have too many favorite places that you've done i have a lot of favorites but i mean there's there are there are places that are at the top of my list for different reasons like i love costa rica because I've never seen so much wildlife in one place. You're, you're riding through the rainforest, and there are howler monkeys and, maca- you know, these beautiful, colorful birds and red-eyed tree frogs, and, you know, that's all right there, and it's amazing to see all that wildlife. Alaska was similar in that regard as well. Um, and then, you know, I love Ireland because Ireland is a classic horse place, and there's all these wonderful horses and beautiful places to ride, and the people are just so friendly, and the pubs are fun. <laughs> so that's another <laughs> great place. I actually was surprised Hawaii was 
amazing. Hawaii has, you know, great Western culture, and there are wild horses down in Waipio Valley, which is the Valley of the Kings. It's very remote. You can ride down there. It's, that, was, that was another beautiful place. So there's so many great locations all over. It, so if you had to go on vacation back to which one of them, uh, and you said, I just want to go on vacation because I just want to relax, I want to play with horses a little bit, which, where would it be? Um, I definitely want to go back to Costa Rica at some point soon. Not only because I loved it so much and the horses were so great, just because the people that we were with there were so awesome. And I correspond with you know most of the people I continue to that we've ridden with, and that Monica and Esteban down there are just great, and so I can't wait to go back to ride with them again. Well, there you go. I watched the Belize one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, which which looks like a whole lot of uh, wildlife, including maybe some creatures you don't want to meet in the jungle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's cutter ants. Yes, yes. Part, There's a guy. Oh, I have to tell you, you grossed everyone in the room out. That just set them all off. And we were eating I dinner know. at the time. Oh, and, no. Oh, yeah. That was that. That definitely. They were all like, "Fast forward, fast forward." <laughs> I know, Helena. There's a guy in the jungle, and he specializes in medicinal remedies. And he took me out on horseback, and he was showing me all these different plants that you could use to get a headache, or these. This is used. We use this to cure diabetes. And he took me to this ant cutter kingdom, which was monstrous. And he stamped on it with his feet, and the ants all came out. And then he showed me the ancient Maya technique of of how you would, you know, suture a cutter wound before they had actual stitches. And they would actually take cutter ants, these giant ants, put them, you know, on their cut and break off the end, and it would cause the ant to clip its little arms to to close up the wound. So Glenn was kind of grossed out by that, but I was right there with the guy, so I was like, whoa. <laughs> and he did it in cool. his own hand, didn't he? Yeah. It was neat. It was neat. It, it's neat, though. I thought that was so cool. I love to hear kind of that survival stuff, those things, you know, this plan is used for that. And that's people, people are into that all over the place. Almost everyone that I ride with has some sort of story or some sort of remedy that they could find that they didn't pack with them or bring in their first aid kit that, that might be in the forest or jungle, which I think is really neat. You you definitely have ridden with some classic characters, too. I mean, just some classics. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Um, this guy down on the border of Mexico and Arizona named Ron Schaefer is a classic cowboy. Was, was he, he the one with the handlebar mustache? Oh yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He is a classic. He reminded me of what was that movie with uh, uh, where they all went to the dude ranch, the comedy. Oh, City Slickers. Yes, it reminded me of sort of City Slickers. He did. <laughs> he did, but he's the real deal. And I mean, his horse I rode, Chewy, was so great. We rode up to this high spot where we could see over into Mexico, and it was just so cool to be down there with him because he knew the area so well, and and he was great. Yeah, there's some some really great characters we find out there. Well, what an education, though. I mean, yeah. it's, I think you're lucky to be able to ride and visit all these great places, but the amount of learning that takes place is just formidable. I mean, it's the world is your classroom. That's what I think is neat about our show. I mean, it's on PBS. It's educational. But that's what is also neat about riding somewhere because we're riding with local people, and these aren't people that you're just you're going to meet necessarily in a city or or you may not even meet on your travels unless you're riding. And these locals that you're riding with, they know the best areas. They know the most beautiful locations. They know their horses. They've got these stories that you're not going to find in the guidebooks and that you wouldn't right. know and you wouldn't hear unless you're going out riding with them. 
Right. And there's no marketing spin or PR. It's the genuine thing. It's the real deal. And that's kind of refreshing. And you're right. You don't get to experience that kind of thing unless you're on horseback. And, you know, horses, that kind of um, adventure brings people together in ways that your average vacation can't do. It does. And you learn a lot about the area and its history through the horses. When we were in Scotland, we rode Highland ponies and I love those because you're kind of closer to the ground, but they can really move. I was surprised <laughs> yeah. at how fast we could go. I didn't think that my little pony, which was kind of fat, could do it, but we were moving through the highlands. And, <laughs> and those horses, that's what they can do. They're bred to go through the, the moors. They're bred to go through the heather. They can make it through that terrain, and they've been there doing it for a long time. So I feel like you get a sense of, of where you are through the horses. Yeah, you really get to appreciate their breeding and what the different breeds were, what they're skilled at. Oh, yeah. The Icelandics are just jumping through the lava fields, which I find amazing. So all over the world, it's, it's so neat to see the different horses and experience them. Hmm, so, uh, so now I have to ask you the other <laughs> tough question. What was your least favorite place? Least favorite? When you wouldn't go back. Um, maybe, maybe you could word that more diplomatically. Uh, yeah. which, which place wouldn't you go back to on vacation? <laughs> that that well, one. I, can tell, <laughs> I would probably go back to every place on vacation, but I have to say there have been places that are more trying than others. The Belize jungle got really hot. I mean, yeah. I was hot in that jungle. And the places where we stayed were, were eco-friendly, so they didn't have air conditioning. So you uh. get back and you're like, ooh, we need to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my candlelight ready so I can <laughs> be eco-friendly in this room. So, I mean, yeah. And, and we did a snow riding episode in Quebec, and it was beautiful. We did skiing, dog sledding, and horseback riding in the snow. And those people up in Quebec in the winter, they've got their trails well-groomed for – for the horses, so it was it was great to go riding there, but it also it did get cold. But I was surprised it was not as cold as I imagined that it would be. Because in my little head before we were up there, I had so many layers on. I actually got hot one day. I was like, <laughs> I gotta take these off. It's not as cold as I thought it would be. Darlie, if if somebody cannot see your show, let's say they don't have it on their PBS station, is there a way they can see it online? Yeah, we actually have video clips on our equitrekking.com homepage, different video clips that we change up. And we also have a YouTube channel online where we're putting different video clips. So there is a chance. And, of course, we sell DVDs, so people can always buy those. Um, but we're airing on PBS. We're in 94% of the country. Um, like any show, we go on and off at different times of the year as we get, you know, feed new episodes in and out of the system. But um, we're on in 94% of stations on PBS and we're also on internationally now you can watch us in France Turkey Russia Italy and that's crazy to hear you know the promos that they have in other languages it's really funny for equitrekking <laughs> well that is great has this gone well beyond where you thought it would or is it going to the place where you hoped it would or both it's gone beyond honestly yeah. I mean when I first started the show I really you know I just wanted to see it get on PBS and, and air a couple of episodes. I actually just wanted to air one. And then um, I was, you know, that was really my goal. But it's it's definitely reached beyond my expectations, and I love it. I mean, I just want it to continue because we're, we're visiting these amazing places, and there's so many more. Well, where you also, we said we met on Twitter, so how can people follow you on Twitter? They can follow me on Twitter at Darley Newman. Oh, that's easy enough. And it's D-A-R-L-E-Y-N-E-W-M-A-N. Yes. 
That's great. Well, this has been a pleasure to have you on. We still have about 25 questions on our list, but we're plain <laughs> running out of time. And I think that most of the questions probably be answered just watching your show. Uh, you're, you're pretty open out there. I, I, I'll tell you what, it is a lot of fun to watch, and it is, a, as I said, it is a dream. And I, I remember what I wanted to say earlier. Not only for the people who haven't seen it, not only do you get to ride, you do so much other stuff, too, like rock climbing. and I mean, you, you, you try, attempt to do what they do locally in that area as in addition to horses. It's not just horses. Right. I mean, we try to incorporate other things that you might do if you went to visit that area and did go riding. Um, you know, we did driving a horse-drawn sleigh up in Quebec, but we also did dog sledding. In Scotland, I took a golf lesson, and in Costa Rica, I did tree climbing. In Alaska, we did whitewater rafting. So we try to incorporate other activities. We, you know, sometimes do food segments or we'll go into Montreal or some other city and check that out because those are things that you would probably do if you went up to visit that area, and it gives you a broader sense of what else is up there um, and gets you to try it gets me to try something new that i haven't done before so it's a lot of fun you can sort of tell i hate to say this but you can sort of tell which things you've tried before and which you haven't which makes it human which makes us relate to it you know what i mean yeah yeah you can tell i did not climb that 10-story tree in costa rica no before. right exactly <laughs> oh my arms were killing me i probably could not do that again <laughs> and, and, and uh, golf didn't seem to be something you'd done a whole lot before No, I actually took a couple of golf lessons when I was a kid, but, you know, it had been so long, and it was never something I was really good at. So (laughs) getting out there to try it, that was was funny, especially when I'm doing it with this guy who's a master, a golf pro in Scotland. (laughs) That's always fun. Well, uh, congratulations again on the Emmys. When do you go out to Los Angeles? Last weekend in August. Ooh, that's coming up. (sighs) I know. You need to call the designer and get your dress made. I know. You guys keep your fingers crossed. We will. We'll be, we'll, we'll be rooting for you. Oh, definitely. We are just excited. We're just excited to get nominated, but, you know. Now, I what are you nominated for? What, what's, what, what? We're nominated what um, two different Emmys, daytime Emmys, Outstanding Special Class Series, and Outstanding Single Camera Photography. And, I mean, Outstanding Single Camera Photography, if you've watched our show and you see all the different angles and, and things that we get, you'll see how talented our director of photography is. So I'm hoping that we can take at least one category. <laughs> I, I was convinced. That's, that is impressive because I was convinced you were using two cameras there. No, no. Wow. That is it's all great. about the angles. All right. Well, that's great. Thank you very much, Darlie, and we hope to have you back on after you win your Emmy. Oh, thanks. Well, no, we might not be able to get her. Oh, <laughs> please, please. For us little people, yeah. <laughs> well, it's fun to talk to you guys. I'm glad to be on the show. All right. Thanks, Thank Darlie. Thank you so much for joining us. Go ahead. Well, that was great to have Darlie on. That was so much fun. makes me want to go to Belize. I know I had a thousand more questions for her. I just, you know, just had so many core questions. She did say she'd come back after she wins her Emmy, so. Yeah, I want to hear the the behind-the-scenes stuff about the I know, that's what we have to ask her about. (laughs) That's that's going to be. Honestly, I think she should wear britches. (laughs) (laughs) You should have said that to her. I know. (laughs) Custom britches, but britches. Right. Yeah. Well, everybody, we ran long today, and we apologize for that, but we do want you to come back. Next week, we have with us Jane Savoy. So that's going to be a blast, too. I know you're looking forward to that, Helena, mm-hmm. uh, being the excuse me, being the extra-sage person that you are. I say extra-sage. Extra well, you're doing more fox I just now. believe in it. <laughs> 
All right, everybody, stop back uh, next week as we have Jane Savoy with us. You can find our show notes at stablescoop.com, and we encourage you to drop us those voicemails for our special anniversary episode that's coming up. All right, Helena, we got to get out of here. Be sure, be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Helena, until we meet again next week. We will be back with a scoop. 